Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 1. And lift me up, doth a spirit, and it bringeth me in unto the east gate of the house of Jehovah, that is facing the east. And lo, at the opening of the gate, twenty and five men, and I see in their midst, Jazaniah son of Azur, and Pelatiah son of Benaiah, heads of the people. During most of this book, Ezekiel has been in a vision. The Lord transported him in a vision to Jerusalem, where he could see many things going on. And now that he has seen the evil that's going on in the temple, and the angels that the Lord sent to destroy the people who were practicing evil, now the Lord is taking him to the front entrance of the temple, which is on the east side. And he sees the same twenty-five men that he had seen in a previous chapter bowing down to worship the sun with their backs toward the sanctuary of the Lord, turning their backs on God in order to worship the sun God. And now Ezekiel is looking at them again, but they can't see Ezekiel. 2. And he saith unto me, Son of man, these are the men who are devising iniquity, and who are giving evil counsel in this city. These twenty-five men who are all practicing paganism and sun worship are the leaders in Jerusalem who are teaching all of the people to sin. They're teaching the people that it's okay to have false gods and give your money and your sacrifices and perfume offerings and to offer your children to the gods. Meanwhile, these same men are receiving the offerings that come in when people sacrifice to the Lord. They're pretending that they honor the Lord, but in secret they actually worship Satan, but they don't want anybody to know that. The ringleaders of this group of 25 evil men are Jazaniah and Pelatiah. 3. Who are saying, It is not near to build houses, it is the pot and we the flesh. These men are saying that it's okay to build houses, and that Jerusalem is a pot, and the people of Jerusalem are meat in the pot. This is a statement saying that Jerusalem is safe. It's okay for people to continue on with their life and do what they want to do and buy, trade, sell, and build because no destruction is coming. The expression might mean that meat in a pot is safe. You can leave it there for a while. Animals won't steal it because they can get injured with the heat and the meat won't rot because it's cooking. These men are saying that as long as they stay in Jerusalem, they will be safe. But Jeremiah prophesied to them that they had to leave Jerusalem and let themselves be captives of the Chaldeans and the Babylonians, and they didn't listen. They believed that they could stand their ground and stay in Jerusalem because they were arrogant. They didn't repent of their sins, but they still believed that the Lord would protect them. They caused a lot of people to die because people listened to their bad advice. 4. Therefore prophesy concerning them, prophesy, son of man. This is the Lord commanding Ezekiel to prophesy against these twenty-five wolves. 5. And fall upon me doth the Spirit of Jehovah, and he saith unto me, 
Say, Thus said Jehovah, Rightly ye have said, O house of Israel, and the steps of your spirit I have known. The Lord is telling Ezekiel to repeat after him the prophecy that comes from the Lord. Ezekiel is in the spirit, so these 25 men are not going to hear what Ezekiel says. But that doesn't make the prophecy any less true or any less powerful, because it comes from the Lord. And Ezekiel wrote it in the book, and you and I can read about it today. When Ezekiel had this vision, it was before Jeremiah's time, when Jeremiah was openly prophesying to the people that Jerusalem would be destroyed. Ezekiel was living in exile in the land of the Chaldeans because he had been taken captive there. So the people in the land of the Chaldeans who were around Ezekiel knew what was going to happen in Jerusalem before Jeremiah prophesied it later on to the people in Jerusalem. And the Lord tells Ezekiel to say, I can read your hearts, you evil men. I know what you've done. 6. Ye multiplied your wounded in this city, and filled its outplaces with the wounded. The evil leaders of Jerusalem were responsible for deaths of people. For two reasons. Number one, they taught the people to practice paganism, which includes satanic ritual sacrifices of humans, including babies. But also, they're responsible for people dying because they told the people against Jeremiah's words that the people should stay in Jerusalem, and that was terrible advice because it caused tens of thousands of people to be killed. 7. Therefore, thus said the Lord Jehovah, Your wounded whom ye placed in its midst, they are the flesh, and it is the pot, and you he hath brought out from its midst. The Lord turns their saying on them. He says, You bragged that you're the meat in the pot and therefore you're safe in Jerusalem, but I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to say that it is going to be true in the end that whoever stays in Jerusalem will be safe, but it won't be you. You are going to get taken out of Jerusalem by the Babylonians and you won't be able to stay, but those left behind will be safe. And this confirms the prophecy that we heard earlier in the book of Ezekiel when Ezekiel had to separate a few little strands of hair out of the three piles of hair that he had made from his head, and those little pinches of hair would represent the tiny remnant of people who would be saved. And that's who the Lord is speaking of now. He's saying, only a few will be saved, but it won't be you leaders. 8. A sword ye have feared, and a sword I bring in against you, an affirmation of the Lord Jehovah. The Lord says, You're afraid of getting killed, and I'm going to make sure that the Babylonians kill you. 9. And I have brought you out of its midst, and given you into the hand of strangers, and I have done among you judgments. The Lord says He's going to hand over these leaders to the Babylonians, and the Babylonians are going to judge and get revenge against them unwittingly on behalf of the Lord. It is terrifying to be in the hands of strangers. If foreign people come and take over your city or your land, and then they take you captive, that's very scary because you don't speak their language, therefore you can't negotiate with them. 
whatever you did to offend them before they arrived can't be worked out. And that's why it's so scary. They're never going to understand you. And if you get taken into their country as slaves, there's no way they're going to be nice to you. They're going to be harsh slave owners because they'll see you as the inferior people who they conquered. 10. By the sword ye do fall. On the border of Israel I do judge you, and ye have known that I am Jehovah. The Lord says, You treat me like trash, but when you get destroyed by the Babylonians and they kill you, then you're going to know how great I am, that I have always been the only God. 11. It is not to you for a pot, nor are ye in its midst for flesh. At the border of Israel I do judge you. The Lord is saying that they won't make it out of Israel. They'll be taken out of Jerusalem, but they're going to die before they get taken out of Israel. They'll die on the way to Babylon. And the Lord again is saying that since you believe that whoever stays in Jerusalem is safe, then I'm going to make sure that's true. But I'm also going to make sure that you are not one of those people. 12. And ye have known that I am Jehovah. For in my statutes ye have not walked, and my judgments ye have not done, and according to the judgments of the nations who are round about you ye have done. The Lord says, I'm going to judge you, because you did not obey my laws, instead you obeyed the laws of the pagan nations that were around you. 13. And it cometh to pass at my prophesying, that Pelatiah son of Benaiah is dying, and I fall on my face and cry a loud voice and say, Ah, Lord Jehovah, an end thou art making of the remnant of Israel. Just like all of the prophets, Ezekiel cries for his people and he begs God to forgive his people. The prophets on TV and on the internet today, they never cry over the people's sin. They never cry over lost souls. The only thing that upsets them is if they don't get enough money from Christians. But they could care less if Christians sin. But a real prophet cries over the sins of the people because he knows that they will go into eternal damnation. And Ezekiel sees in the vision that Pelatiah is dying because of the Lord's judgment, and he begs the Lord to have mercy on Pelatiah and all of Israel. 14. And there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, 15. Son of man, thy brethren, thy brethren, men of thy kindred, and all the house of Israel, all of it, are they to whom inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Keep far off from Jehovah? 16. It is ours, the land hath been given for an inheritance. Therefore say, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, because I put them afar off among nations, and because I scattered them through lands, I also am to them for a little sanctuary in lands whither they have gone. The Lord points out another evil saying that these leaders had. The Lord had told them that they had to leave the city if they wanted to survive. So a few people did leave and obey, but most of the people were arrogant and they didn't believe what God said. So the arrogant ones said, Oh, those guys leaving, they just lost their inheritance. And now the Lord says, Because I have exiled those people, 
I am going to be a little sanctuary to them wherever they go, which means the Spirit of God is going to go with them, and they won't have the temple anymore because they had to leave it. But in a spiritual sense, they are going to have Him as a temple with them. So His presence will be like a sanctuary to them. This is a very beautiful blessing for those people who obeyed His command to leave the city. He was getting ready to punish. So He gave the people an opportunity. He said, If you repent of your sins, and you willingly accept your punishment and willingly become slaves to the Babylonians and the Chaldeans and humble yourselves. It's kind of like saying, if you turn yourself into the court and you plead guilty and you accept whatever punishment the court gives you. Because the Lord was using the Chaldeans and the Babylonians kind of like a court system to punish the Israelites. The Lord said, if you accept your punishment, you will survive. I won't kill you. It takes humility to accept that we're guilty and that we deserve punishment. Most of the people in Jerusalem were arrogant and they didn't want to repent. They didn't want to admit they were wrong and they didn't want to accept their punishment. Those are the ones that stayed in the city and tried to make a last stand. And it was a massive failure. And when the Babylonians showed up, it became a slaughterhouse. The Lord says that he's going to bless those who accepted their punishment. He is going to be a sanctuary to them, to be with them in a very personal way as they go out into the land of the Chaldeans. 17. Therefore say, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, And I have assembled you from the peoples, and I have gathered you from the lands into which ye have been scattered, and I have given to you the ground of Israel. The Lord again is promising that he will one day bring his people back home, after they've done their time in his court system of justice as slaves among the Chaldeans and the Babylonians, he will bring them back home. 18. And they have gone in thither, and turned aside all its detestable things, and all its abominations out of it. The Lord says, when my people come back home, they're going to clean Jerusalem out from all of these pagan idols that were placed here by those who were killed by the Babylonians. They're going to take down all of those altars. 19. And I have given to them one heart and a new spirit I do give in your midst. And I have turned the heart of stone out of their flesh, and I have given to them a heart of flesh. The Lord says that they will be one in the Spirit of God. It's His Spirit that makes us love each other and agree with each other and help each other and support each other. It's His Spirit. The Lord also says that He is going to change their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh so that they will have soft hearts and they will actually love people. This is a common trope in the Bible where anybody with an evil heart, it's said that they have a heart of stone. And those who love the Lord are capable of loving others as well. And it's said that they have a heart of flesh. 20. So that in my statutes they walk, and my judgments they keep, and have done them. And they have been to me for a people, and I am to them for God. He says when his people come back home, 
They'll truly be his children, and they will truly worship him. Right now in Jerusalem, it's apostasy. People are pretending to love the Lord, but they're actually worshiping demon gods. But when the exiles return back home, they will be genuinely in love with God and following him again. 21. As to those whose heart is going unto the heart of their detestable and their abominable things, their way on their head I have put an affirmation of Jehovah. The Lord says that for anyone who continues worshiping false idols, their blood is on their own head. It's going to be their own fault when they receive judgment from the Lord. 22. And the cherubs lift up their wings, and the wills are over against them, and the honor of the God of Israel is over them above. Now the Lord is back on his throne that Ezekiel sees moving in the sky. The throne is sapphire, it's blue, the color of holiness, and the Lord is lit up like fire on the throne, and the throne is over a canopy that has four corners, and the canopy is also blue, and at each of these four corners is a wheel and an angel. The angel is a cherub, and it has a unique face on it, and the wills are alive just as the cherubs are alive. So the Lord's throne is being attended by eight living beings. 23. And the honor of Jehovah goeth up from off the midst of the city, and standeth on the mountain that is on the east of the city. The east side is the direction that the temple faces. Because if you're looking at the entrance of the temple, you're facing west, and the entrance itself faces east. His glory was on the temple when he was prophesying against it, and against Jerusalem, and the people there. And now his glory has moved to a nearby mountain on the east side of Jerusalem. If you look down at Jerusalem on Google, you'll see that it's like two flat plains that are raised It's kind of like two flat hills or two flat mountains, one beside the other, and around those mountains are deep valleys. I believe the Lord is either on the mountain that's on the right, which makes sense because the city of David was on the left side, and the temple would have been facing to the right, which is the east. Or the Lord could be on a mountain further outside the city, further to the east. So the Lord is facing the temple, and the temple is facing the Lord. 24. And a spirit hath lifted me up, and bringeth me into Chaldea, unto the removed, in a vision, by the Spirit of God, and go up from off me, doth the vision that I have seen. Now Ezekiel is being transported back in the Spirit to the land of the Chaldeans where he is staying. During this book so far, the Lord had transported him in the spirit from the land of the Chaldeans to Jerusalem, but now the Lord has taken his spirit back into the home where the vision started, the home that he was living in, in the land of the Chaldeans. And he says the vision is lifted off of him, which means he comes out of his vision and he is fully conscious in the home where he was sitting with the other elders that were surrounding him in the land of the Chaldeans. 
25, And I speak unto the removed all of the matters of Jehovah that he hath showed me. The removed are those with Ezekiel who had been taken captive into the land of the Chaldeans. During the second sweep that the Chaldeans made of Jerusalem, they came twice and they captured people from Jerusalem and Judah and took them into their land. And then the third time they laid siege on the city of Jerusalem and then the Babylonians showed up and they finished that siege and destroyed the town. But when Ezekiel comes out of his vision, he tells everybody around him, all of the captives who were in the land of the Chaldeans, and he tells them the entire vision, everything that happened and everything that he saw. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 11.